0: Hey, it's Ruth Grace here. I'm just popping in before we get started with the Movement podcast today to apologize for the somewhat difficult to listen to audio on this episode. It may sound a little bit like Scott and Tash are speaking underwater, but I find that just adds to the magic of it. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a really great one.
1: Hello, and welcome to Movement, the weekly podcast for South Aussie Baptists to listen and imagine together. Each fortnight, we interview a leader from within our movement and then ask them to share one of their recent sermons with us the following week. Greetings and welcome to the Movement Podcast. Uh, We're pleased to have you join us. My name is Scott Berry. I'm the team leader for the Next Generation Ministries in the Baptist Churches of South Australia, and I'm joined today by Tash Pillay, uh, who's the kids' men worker. Uh, She's going to share a bit with us about Um, her passions and experiences. Uh, So, Tash, tell us a bit about what's led you to this place and this role now. Um, How have you ended up here?
0: Well, um, my family and I arrived in in Adelaide in 2009. And so we are South Africans, but we are of Indian origin. And so... A couple of years before that, we decided we would um, look for opportunities to immigrate, and so we found ourselves here in Adelaide, South Australia, and we were looking for churches and visited a couple and landed at Australia Baptist Church. Great. And the biggest reason we stayed there was because we felt that our children were very welcome, and we stayed there because we wanted a family around our children, and having no biological family here, what better than to have our spiritual family around yeah. us? Thanks. Yeah, so we've raised our kids in Boston, Baptist, and um 2016, uh, my dad passed away. And for me, that sort of spurred me on to what am I doing for the kingdom of God? Okay. Because I, as a young child, felt that God was calling me um, into a place of ministry. And so I always found that. Where I work was my place of ministry, my home was my place of ministry. But now I had this wonderful opportunity to join the team across Trevor as the early years coordinator. So I started doing that home in 2017. And for me, that was really exciting because my kids were quite young, uh, great opportunity for me to come alongside them uh, in a different way. In 2019, I was then challenged because the then kids ministry pastor, resigned and gone to a different opportunity and uh, in my time of seeking, you know, what is next for me, I just felt like wow, God, this is what you're doing and so I found myself applying for um, that role and acting in that role for probably about eight months and then yeah, wonderfully I was appointed at uh, the very start of COVID in 2020, so very steep learning curve and um yeah. So the things I'm passionate about is about families, being becoming the primary disciples of their children, um, and from my work that I've done previously in corporate, I'm passionate about leadership development yeah. and encouraging leaders. And so, uh, yeah, this role or in kids ministry and my Baptist churches sounded to me like what I really wanted to do. Uh, and I, my my first. Um, experience with uh, baptist churches of south australia was doing the internship program and so for me i was just fascinated by what what was possible um outside of the church but you know uh, working within the ministry leadership team here and so that's how come i find myself here Mm -hmm. and um, enjoying it and loving it and being passionate about intergenerational and intercultural ministry i get to do all of that that's
1: correct yeah and so we love and value having you on team and all that you bring and the point of difference there of being from not just interstate uh, but overseas and from yeah. another culture. Yes. You mentioned your dad and I know you've you know, we've had conversations in the yes. past around how different some of your growing up was. And yes. What was what was the church space and, yeah, how did, you, how did that shape who you are?
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting question. So I think every generation will look back and not what their parents did and I'm never doing that. Um, I look back and I say I'm never doing some of those things. But I was born in a, into a family that were very much Baptist. My grandfather was a Baptist church planted back in South Africa and comes from what is referred to um, now as the Telegram Baptist movement in South Africa. So that's where I come from. I've grown up being a child who um, helped to put up set up chairs for um, church, in in school classrooms, Um, being the person that left last because you know you're the one that had to clean up. And so I've learned about serving from that young age. But yeah, having grown up in Baptist home um, and encouraged to serve. And you know, as Baptists, we I think that's one of the things that I really love about being Baptist is the way we are authentic about what the scripture teaches and what Jesus means. So, yeah, those are the things I'm bringing to right now.
1: Correct, yeah. Right. And what have you enjoyed most about your current role um, across the churches?
0: Uh, so here at um, Baptist um, Churches? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the most fun is uh, meeting people who, like me, are immigrants and who are living out their faith every day in a culture that's very different to how we grew up, or where um, what our home lives were, and the challenge of raising our children in a place that isn't um, a bubble
1: because
0: mm. it, it really is moving out of a bubble and into a different space. So, just teaching our children about Jesus and encouraging them to serve and follow Him, um, whilst being in this place that's not a bubble.
1: And so, what have you noticed in your experience around? Sunday school in regards to seeking to disciple kids. That's different now in what you're seeking to do from what what you experienced as a kid.
0: Yeah, I learned I learned about um, Jesus, the rule giver. Yeah. I learned about um, God is someone to be feared, um, and so my faith as a child was based on following rules and on being afraid of God. And so my, how that has changed the way I raise my own kids and what I seek to um, inspire other leaders to do is to teach children about Jesus being a God of love mm. um, and about um you know God's redeeming story that you know it all started back um with Adam and Eve. Um, and so even now just teaching them that every story in the Bible. It's about God's love for us, in spite of what it might look like and all the rules that are there, that we should teach children or encourage children or influence children to to love God and to follow his commandments out of a love for him and his love for them rather than fear and following rules Um, and teaching about grace and compassion and mercy. So those are the words I think for kids to learn. Yeah.
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, so who do you hope is listening to our conversation today, and what do you think? Yeah, might they get out of catching what your your passion and heartbeat is about?
0: So, um, to parents, parents listen. If you're in leadership and you're a parent, to pastors who um, who lead churches, to children's ministry people who are, whether you're Volunteering whether you're on staff to encourage you that the message of the gospel is about love, and there's, there are wonderful ways in which we can actually teach children how to be genuine, authentic followers of Jesus to know their identity in Christ and pass for pastors who are listening to actually uh, not be scared to commit to taking their churches and their families and their churches on this uh, wonderful journey of exploring for, as families and um, as a community today.
1: That's great. Um, so I know you had a catch-up recently for the Kids Meeting Network. Um, what have you been hearing or seeing across the different churches that's um, yeah, going on for those spaces?
0: For me, hearing from people like that, we I hear the um, lack of volunteers. So there's those, you know, people not having enough volunteers to run their children's ministry and having to then stop filling those gaps themselves. Um, I'm hearing, um, you know, wonderful stories of what churches are planning for Advent and for Christmas, not specifically for their Sunday celebrations, um, things, but for how they reach out into the community, and that's the encouragement, is that as ch- within children's ministry, we tend to plan for Sunday-centric, but the encouragement is, and the urgency is, how our churches, and particularly our children's and families' ministries, can actually be influential in their community around Christmas and Advent time, and then, just hearing via uh, some of our Cal church leaders, the challenges they face in getting the kids who go to school, in English-speaking schools, um, who go to Sunday morning kids' ministry programs, um, and families just who are immigrants and who are challenged very much by what they've done culturally in their homes and in their own towns, and then coming here and the children are being other. So there's a um, really difficult tension that parents our immigrant parents hold, especially when it comes to practising faith and teaching the children like about faith. So there's that challenge and, yeah, mm. I'm ready for that.
1: Mm. Um, well, what are the hopes for the next year and beyond as to what you're thinking you'll see in the yeah, the churches as they reach out to their local community for the year?
0: Um, so we're planning to just educate, educate the leaders by putting on some... Um, seminars some conferences we've got um, a lady coming out next year whose name is Rachel Turner um, and so uh, as part of the um, interdenominational children's ministry leaders in South Australia um, we are hosting her for a three-day tour and she'll be having some parenting conferences some conferences uh, some seminars for leaders some workshops for parents so um, when is that that's uh, the first week of September So we're looking forward to that. We also have uh, next year in March, we have a conference called the Amplify Conference. That conference is targeting our next-year leaders. So whether you're a small group leader in your youth ministry or whether you're a senior leader in kids ministry, we want people to get their teams over to Amplify Conference, which will be in March next year. Um, There are 10 hubs across the state. And of Baptist is one of those, which I'll be hosting that one for the Amplify Convent. So that's a leadership comment, and we'll be encouraging the teams to get out there. There's so much you can learn and then apply, and then how do you use that to reach into your community?
1: Correct. Um, yeah, who do you who are you hoping to see come along to that? And um, yeah, what are they who are they likely to hear from? And...
0: I don't have the lineup of speakers just yet. I don't have too much information on Amplify but. that. We will be sending that out in our leaders update, which we send out weekly from Baptist Churches um, SA. There will be information on uh, the next gen pages, on our Facebook pages, and on all Baptist Church SA um, socials. We'll be sharing all that information within the next couple of weeks. Those details are being confirmed mid December.
1: Yeah. And so is that for key leaders or is it for um, volunteer people? It, or how's It's
0: that? for anybody and everyone who serves in kids ministry teams. So whether you're a junior leader, which is our 14-year um, to 18-year-old leaders or helpers, or you're a senior key leader, volunteer, whatever it is that you're doing in kids ministry, um, come along to that. It's right. only $40 um, and it's a great conference.
1: Excellent. That sounds, that sounds really good. But what have been some of the unique challenges you've seen in this recent season of ministry uh, within the kids Ministry space?
0: I think like all ministry areas, um, COVID has impacted attendance and COVID has impacted the ability of people to volunteer of their time and of their resources so that's been a really big um, challenge how do we get people back into church or how do we engage them if they're not heading back into church what are we doing to reach out to those families and in terms of volunteers we're having to teach or share ideas of um, how we can innovate you know previously your team might have had six people on on a Sunday you now might be having three people on, so what kind of program are you running? How do you change that? Up? So instead of sitting in a place and saying, what do I do now because I don't have people, it's how can I change what I'm doing to school? Um Yeah, encourage discipleship with kids.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. Um And as we kind of finish up, what would you like to, uh, are there any words of wisdom or uh, questions you want people to, to be wrestling with and thinking through uh, as they think about their own space for discipling the future generations? Well, one of the things
0: that I'd be encouraging uh, leaders, pastors, children's ministry pastors, children's ministry leaders, is how are you engaging your parents? Well, because as you can imagine, one Sunday morning a week is not enough. Uh, you need to you need to influence the parents and get the parents to come alongside you. Parents uh, look well put together, they have great jobs, great careers. But when it comes to teaching children about faith, we're all on the same level. None of us know what we're doing. But it's hard to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So we, when you, as a children's leader, or when you, as a leadership team within a church, can offer that guidance uh, by getting in serious, by uh, saying, how about if you, did four habits um, of the next month, um, talking about gratitude, for example, um, talking about uh, making quiet spaces for your family to, to talk about Jesus or to talk about your day. Mm. And those then encourage those fake conversations. So my encouragement to anyone who is in church leadership, children's ministry leadership, is how are you engaging your parents? Mm. Um, Good. to become the primary disciples of each
1: other. That's great. Are there any particular uh, books or podcasts or YouTube channels or apps or other things that you'd suggest that for whether it's parents or whether it's pastors to consider um, checking out so that they can have a better understanding of, of, of that mindset and um, getting people, getting their heads around or what to do with their, their kids?
0: Scott? I have a very bad memory. I have to always look at my lists when it comes to things like this. Yeah. Um, but um, so I listened to um, Rachel Turner as one of them. Yeah. So Rachel Turner, the book she's written is called How to decide, How to Raise Your ch- Child for a Life of Faith. Correct. Right? So she's really great. And she speaks into a lot of different spaces. She speaks to leaders and how you can disciple your children. She speaks to parents. She speaks to parents with children who have special needs. And that's something that we are just, we're just learning about that. And she's she's a great resource for that. Focus on the family is one of the things a lot of people might think about. Focus on the family sounds like an old-fashioned word, focus on the family. But it really has some of the best resources that you can find. There is also a Facebook page, which I use called Baptist Children's Ministry Network new southwest
1: yep.
0: so um louise barbara duck there she puts up resources not for the US, but this is a parenting resource um, quite often you'll find me sharing these on my own page so, so that's one of news.
1: that's great and uh, thank you very much Tash, for sharing a bit of your uh, insights from ministry but also just your heart and i love to thank see um yeah, kids growing in jesus and the parents really stepping into that space yes taking responsibility and any that they need to lead into that, yeah. that area as well so thanks yeah. for joining with us today you're welcome thanks for listening to movement today if you enjoyed this show then please take a second to give us five stars tap subscribe and tell a friend we'll be back next week with a sermon from today's guest